Welcome to the Spiritual Leadership Podcast with Pastor Paul Chapel, pastor of Lancaster Baptist Church and founder and president of West Coast Baptist College. Welcome to this month's edition of the Spiritual Leader Podcast, and I am really excited about today's lesson. You'll recall a few months ago, we began talking about continuing in ministry. I think it's a very relevant topic because all of us have days when we do not feel like continuing, and we've all had friends that that stopped for whatever reason, and their ministry is not going forward in perhaps the way that they had even dreamed. And our text when we began a few months ago was found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, where the Apostle Paul simply said to Timothy, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Uh, Paul knew that the future of, of ministry hinged on those that he, as the apostle born out of due time, had trained. And he, he put a lot of emphasis into these pastoral epistles. And, and I think that's our passion today for our own ministries as well as for the next generation. Well, we said if we're going to be a continuing ministry, we want to continue, first of all, with outreach. Uh, there's going to be no growth in a family uh, without children, no growth in a church without baby Christians. And so we spent some time just really getting back to the basics of not just having a, a missional talk, but actually having a mission to seek and to save the lost in the steps of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then secondarily, we talked about the emphasis on uh, discipleship and, and taking time with new believers and identifying with them, accepting them, helping them to begin their own basic walk with God. And then, of course, we talked about the importance of biblical succession. And we said once we see people saved and discipled, we begin to train them because it's only as we develop others around us that we permanently succeed. And we talked about the fact that every pastor is an interim pastor and that every worker is someone that uh, needs to reach their fullest potential. And how do we help people with that? Always in, in this thought of continuing the gospel ministry. You know, last night we had our Christian school graduation. And uh, I challenged the students with the fact that they were being uh, given a baton of truth, uh, that they were about to run their own race, and that we challenged them to take the gospel to their generation. We've seen them saved. We've been discipling them in Christian education. We've seen them emerging as leaders, and whether that was on the football field this year with the CIF championship or a fine arts tournament saying their first sermon, all of this to prepare them to continue with the gospel ministry. Now I wanna share one final thought with you today in these next few moments. How do we keep it all together? And that is not only by being committed to outreach, discipleship, and succession, but finally we must remain committed uh, to biblical integrity. You see, without biblical integrity, it all falls apart. And, and we've all seen that. We've seen a man's ministry literally sacrificed with one act of sin. And instead of being someone that brought others to Christ and whose life pointed them to Jesus Christ, uh, this uh, particular ministry that, that we may think of would have become a ministry that literally turned people off for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so today we wanna talk about this matter of 
integrity in the ministry. Someone said we must mentor from a platform of respect. The platform is built by character, not credentials. So someone could have a PhD in, in, in theology and counseling, and, and yet if they do not have integrity at the heart, the credentials really don't matter. In fact, it was a wasted education. I remember a conversation I had years ago with Pastor Adrian Rogers. Uh, we were on the telephone discussing an architect that he had used and that we were about to hire. And he began to talk to me about the church and the ministry. And he said to me, he said, Brother Chapel, he said, remember that the church is the bride of Christ. The church is not your bride. He said, the church can get another pastor, but you can't get another bride. He said, I want to challenge you to place great emphasis on your family and on your marriage. And, and what a blessing that was. He was encouraging me to walk with integrity and, and uh, to remember that God created us not to be human doings, but to be human beings walking with him and walking close with integrity day by day. <clears throat> when the Bible gives qualifications for the pastor, it really doesn't focus on gifts and charisma. It focuses on the heart and on character. And so I speak here of personal integrity. Uh, Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.16, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. There you have it. Uh, first focus is on Timothy, make sure that your heart is right. And yes, study the doctrine, uh, bring the books, know the truths, but make sure that you yourself are walking with integrity. Titus 1 and 6, if any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly. So make sure as you continue in ministry that you're insisting on real time with God, that before the Lord's table is taken, as the Bible says, to examine ourselves, that you're given to repentance and openness with the Lord, that each and every day you're saying, as David did, Lord, search me and try me and see if there be any wicked way in me. Walk with personal integrity. Walk with doctrinal integrity. Uh, oftentimes we hear uh, various different trends that are employed in ministry today. And when we search out the origins of those trends, they're not biblical origins. And make sure that your beliefs are biblically based beliefs so that your behavior in your ministry behavior and the DNA of your ministry is rooted right back into biblical principle. Uh, the Bible says, if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? The Bible says we're to speak those things which become uh, sound doctrine. I believe it was David Wells who said, a soft, shapeless Christianity ready to adapt to any worldview will enjoy initial success, but it will soon be overtaken and lose its interest. The problem with all such adaptations is that those outside the faith soon see that they can reap Christian benefits on a purely secular ground without paying whatever small price is being asked for the adapted version of the faith. In other words, when we take a shortcut, it may look interesting at first, but someone will say, apparently God doesn't have anything to do with that, and I can have all of those blessings without following the teachings of the Word of God. So make sure that you, at the very core of your ministry, emphasize 
the transformational power of the gospel, the necessity of rightly dividing the word of truth, and that God's word helps us with this matter of instruction uh, and correction uh, for righteousness sake, and that we would always maintain not only that personal walk, but also that doctrinal integrity, that we would buy the truth and sell it not. Um, I, I saw a pastor, a picture of a pastor just recently uh, out in North Carolina uh, preaching a sermon with a Jimi Hendrix shirt on. The sermons are often a little bit of psychobabble and positive thinking. And I'm just simply saying that we're in a day where people are starving to know what is the truth. Let's give them the truth of the Word of God. Walk with personal integrity. Walk in doctrinal integrity. Let me say this, walk with financial integrity. It's so important that in our ministries that we would realize the importance of not letting our good be evil spoken of. Uh, we just had our uh, auditor uh, with us this past week presenting to 35 of our deacons the annual audit report. And uh, it's such a blessing to hear uh, the good comments given by the auditor, uh, but also uh, to know that our deacons and our church family are being served well and that we're honoring the Lord in stewardship, but also in the accounting of those funds. Let me encourage you to use a purchase order system, set up your internal controls, make sure that you have good cash handling policies, do all things decently and in order. Let this be a ministry of integrity. You see, uh, the fact of the matter is today that there's always a potential for a wheel to get loose and, and for the entire ministry to come over to the side because we were not walking with integrity. I thank the Lord for those in my life that have modeled those attributes. I think of Dr. Don Sisk, uh, now 85 years old, how that in his personal walk, I've seen him in his times of prayer, in times of soul winning. I've seen him not harboring bitterness, but, but giving forgiveness. I've seen a real Christian. I've seen men that in the matter of doctrinal integrity just would not budge. They've been faithful. I think of a good friend, Dr. Bobby Robertson, whose funeral I attended not long ago. He was a man that just stayed true to his convictions about the Word of God, about the Christian life, about the soon return of Jesus Christ. You know, one day all of us, all of us are gonna face the Lord Jesus. May we have that integrity to stay true. And then in the matter of finances, I think of my dear friend, Rick Martin, a missionary in the Philippines, a good support is given to him each month. And one of the directors at his missions agency said to me, we don't have a missionary more accountable with every penny of the money. And I believe that's probably why people delight in continuing to support the ministry. And I just wanted to take this time today to talk about continuing in the ministry. If we're gonna be found faithful years to come, may we continue with personal integrity doctrinal integrity, financial integrity, and may we do all things decently and in order. Why? Because whatsoever we do, we want to do it all for the glory of God. Thanks for taking some time with us today on this Spiritual Leadership Podcast. I pray that God will richly bless your life in the days ahead. We trust you enjoyed this episode of Spiritual Leadership Podcast. If there's a question or topic you would like Pastor Chapel to address in future episodes, 
send an email to qa at lancasterbaptist.org.